Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. NFL season is nearly underway. We got a game on Thursday with the Chiefs lines, but you know, there's one game in particular that means a lot more uh, for me, obviously as a Steelers fan, but those who know me, man, the Niners were my first love, and uh, anytime we have San Francisco content on the show, you know I got my guy on. Before I say his name, as some of you already know where I'm going with this, he's from Sherman Oaks, California, maker of the best chili I've ever tasted, called T-Rex Chili, and he's an absolute student of the game, not just NFL, but any sports, and a true fan enthusiast of the San Francisco 49ers. My guy, Rex Ruiz. Rex, how you doing, bro? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm blushing, which you can't see, but thank <laughs> you for that, that introduction. Man, it's the truth, man. Like, you know, those that know me, if I say it, I believe it. Man, you're the truth. You're my guy. So grateful that we crossed paths years ago, and uh, I'm excited to talk some football with you, man, for sure. Well, thank you, young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rex, man, you know, we got the Niners-Steelers matchup fast approaching. We'll do- we'll dive into that specific uh, battle between those two franchise. Man, I don't even know where. I don't even know how you probably even describe the Niners and Steelers. Yeah, but but we'll talk about those two historic franchises, two of the most winningest franchises in the NFL in their history. But man, I want to talk Niners football with you first. And what we're going to do, I'm going to give you we had something similar we did years ago, we did a rapid fire. So, I'm going to call this one word. So, I'm going I'm going to give you a subject and you tell me that one word that comes to mind when I say that subject, all right? Sure. The Trey Lance experiment. To be determined. Okay, okay. Brock Purdy. Positive. Mm. Having Nick Bosa back. <laughs> Ecstatic. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back a little deeper on that Trey Lance. The Trey Lance trade. What's your one word when I say Trey Lance trade? When you received the news that he was being dealt to the Cowboys for a fourth-round pick, what's that one word that came to mind? When you Pensive. What was it? Pensive. Pensive. Wow. That's that's good. That's good. So, man, you know, that Trey Lance situation, uh, you know, we talked about what they – what they did to move up to number three that year in 2021, uh, trading their number 12 pick in that year, trading a 2022 first and third, and then 2023 they traded the first as well. So they moved up from 12 to three to select Trey Lance. And, you know, there's been talks on like, man, that was a bust. That was a horrible trade. Everybody has their opinions. But before I get your opinion, let me know, what you think of what John Lynch had to say. And I know you've already heard it, but some of you who haven't, this is what John Lynch, the GM of the Niners, had to say about that experiment where they tried it with Trey Lance and ultimately being dealt to the Cowboys. It's a hard day to trade a young man, huh? Yeah, really hard day. Uh, such a such a wonderful young man. Uh, you know, we took a shot and it, it didn't work out. We own that. We take accountability for it. Uh, but I think... Uh, as I as I think you guys do, his story is still very much unwritten, and uh, I'm excited for Trey. Uh, Dallas stepped up and really wanted him, and uh, they came after him, and I think it's going to be a great landing spot for him. Uh, I can tell everybody it wasn't for lack of effort on Trey's part or on our part that it didn't work. Circumstances took hold, and 
he struggled through injuries, and this team's ready to win. And, you know, we, we like our quarterback room. We like Brock Purdy a lot. We like Sam Darnold, and we like Brandon Allen. So we wish Trey all the best in Dallas, and we'll always care about that young man and admire his, uh, his work ethic and, and the person that he is. So, Rex, you heard those words from GM John Lynch, and I know you've already heard it before. Like, it was amazing as I watched, was able to watch that preseason game and hear him talk about the trade and, and hear his candidness on that situation. What were your thoughts on Trey Lance and John Lynch's comments about that whole so, deal? So, as, as a fan, I'm proud of the organization because I, I truly felt like, you know, when, when they decided to cut bait, mm-hmm. so to speak, they – Wanted him to be happy, put him in a good spot. Um, personally, I kind of agree with Steve Young a little bit that I wouldn't trade him necessarily to a division mm. rival. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that said, I think the 49ers tried to do good with him as far as where he landed and give him a promising place to try his next job. Yeah, yeah. And and that's exactly what they did. Because you know, cause like you said, I mean, these are Cowboys. We hate the Cowboys. You know, yeah. Steelers fans hate Cowboys. 49ers fans hate Cowboys. And I love the Niners and the Steelers. So, like, that was a situation like, man, you, you like you said, you're looking at it from a standpoint where, man, we care about this guy. We, we gave him every opportunity to succeed. It just didn't work out. And, you know, I, I admire Lynch and, and him being honest and straightforward. Like, hey. It just didn't work, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't anything that he did. It wasn't anything that we that we did. It was just something that, unfortunately, didn't play out the way that we all anticipated when they moved up from twelve to three in that two thousand twenty one draft. Um, you know, obviously, you want Lance to succeed. That was that that even that trade to Dallas took a whole another turn. I mean, you know, as we dive on and, and continue to talk about Lance going to Dallas. I know you heard Jerry Jones comments talking about like, no, we didn't tell Mike McCarthy, we didn't tell Dak Prescott, we just did it. Like, what what are your thoughts on handling that way? You, you're talking one franchise of how the Niners handle business, and then you look at how the Cowboys conduct business, and it's like well, the starter it, didn't even know, and the head coach didn't know. If if I was a member of the Cowboy team, I would not necessarily been thrilled to hear mm-hmm. that. You know, the heads up wasn't given. I mean, it's 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 a team. John mm-hmm. Lynch would not have done that. I can exactly. tell you that right now. Yeah. You know, that's on a personal note, and then this is just kind of a, a step aside. The next day, when I heard it, I sent a text to my really good friend, uh, Dustine, who tends bar over at the cellar with Rachel. Good, great, great girls. And she's a huge Cowboy fan. And I yeah. said, well, I've got a Trey Lance jersey if you want to buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and then I told her I was kidding. I'm hanging on to it. So you're going to keep it. You're going to keep it for the time being. Uh... No, I'm going to keep it forever. I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, come on. How many jerseys do you have? Do you, do you know? Do you, I know you probably collect quite a few. Not that many. I've, I've, got, I've got in the, my garage, i got Patrick Willis, uh, Alex Smith, Joe Montana, and Ronnie Lott. Okay. So no Steve Young? No no Jerry Rice? No, nah, i got pictures, not jerseys. Okay. All right. All right. Man, look, I... um. You know, obviously with that whole trade, you put a cap on it. Like, I thought, honestly, when, you know, you've heard my guy Chris, you've been on the show with Chris and I as well on the sweet oh, spot. Yeah. Man, we talked NFL draft, and we were predicting which players might be traded during the NFL draft. 
when I brought up Trey Lance, I said, yes, he would be traded. I thought, you know, that whole cryptic tweet where he had his fingers crossed and, and come get me kind of signed to Rand Carthon, who's now in Tennessee. And I was like, man, I think I could see. I mean, I obviously you want to hold out and see how Purdy rehabs from his injury and how he recovers. But I was like, man, they don't they really don't want to go into another season with this over their head. You know, nobody expected Garoppolo to come back last year. And gratefully and thankfully they did. Like, I don't know why they held on to him, but they did. And then Lance gets hurt after game one, and then Garoppolo becomes a starter. Garoppolo goes down and Purdy and the rest of history. So I just didn't I was I was kind of expecting this moment to have happen. I just thought it would happen several months prior. Uh, yeah, to, when to it when it did not, I agree with you, Corey. Yeah. Um they probably would have got a lot more for him at mm-hmm. that time frame. Mm-hmm. And when it didn't happen, I said, Okay. I was happy. I said they're going to keep him. Yeah, he's not going to be the starter. They might, you know, they might work up some, uh, you know, gadget plays and, and continue to develop him. And I was okay with that. So yeah. I was uh, a little bit surprised at the timing. Not that they got traded, but like you at the timing. Because mm-hmm. you know, you just signed Sam Darnold, highly regarded former top three pick with the Jets and I was like man you don't bring in a young QB who has the capability like I just think he's Darnold anybody goes to New York and you go to the Jets as a quarterback I just don't I can't fault the quarterback like is it really Mark Sanchez's fault and Geno Smith's fault and and Zach Wilson's fault and like it can't be all these guys fault that they didn't succeed it gotta no, be something absolutely. about New York right it gotta be something about the Jets right so I think Darnold yeah. going to the Niners was, was, was a big deal yeah, Corey, along those lines, it's something I thought about uh, after the fact, obviously. You know, Trey Lance, as talented he is, as he is, he had a very abbreviated college career yeah. at a small school. Mm-hmm. And then I think back to Darnold, and he, you know, he was a, a first round draft choice at a USC. Yeah. So, you know, Hindsight's twenty twenty, but when you weigh those things out, it, it made me think a little bit about the way things panned out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as we talk about Darnold, and we've talked about Lance, and we are going to stay into that 49ers QB room. You heard John Lynch talk about, hey, we love what we have. Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Brandon Allen. Allen's another guy, like, I didn't like him his first three years at Arkansas, but his senior year, he won me over, and I've been a fan of his ever since he's entered the league, and I'm glad he's continued to stay in the league as well. So, talking about Brock Purdy, you said your one word was positive. I mean, talk about him for a second, man. I mean, can you recall the moment Brock Purdy's play made you less worried and more confident? Oh, probably his third snap. <laughs> that early, huh? You knew. Yeah, no, he, he you know what? It, you know, it's it's such a crapshoot, Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is going to sound like I'm regurgitating, but my, my first take when the uh, Trey Lance trade went down, I said, wow, we gave away so, mm-hmm. so much to get him, Yeah, you know? draft choices, money, et cetera, et cetera. And then I thought, well, in hindsight, we didn't give away a darn thing <laughs> to get to get Brock Purdy, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, we didn't get and, and I thought, God, Rex, that's brilliant. But then I read somebody else in the press write about it a few days later, so I can't take credit for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But but you know you know where I'm coming with that. It's like yeah. it kinda I don't want to I won't say it all comes out of the laundry, but it really helped that we really got 
Brock Purdy for a song. And he's mm-hmm. he was the real deal last year, and I got confidence he'll continue. Yeah, man. You know, I remember like it was yesterday where we were sitting at Texas Row House together at the bar, and, um, you know, you, you alluded to the fact that Brock Purdy was a favorite of the coaches. They really liked what they saw of that man from Iowa State, and, you know, they held on to him, and he made the cuts last year being Mr. Irrelevant. And, uh, you know, that's something that when he got his opportunity, he held on, and, man, he showed that, look, yes, Shanahan is a, a phenomenal coach, phenomenal play caller, right? But it's something also that needs to be said about this young man who comes in as the very last pick, in the 2022 draft and has this opportunity and is like, look, I don't care what they say. You saw the confidence from his teammates as well, believing. You know, like when you have Samuel and Kittle and those guys, uh, like, man, that, when you win that locker room over, Trent Williams, when you win those group of guys over, man, it says a lot about that man's oh, character absolutely. and his work. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. They love him. They love him. Positive, positive. I'm with you, man. I love that word for positive on Brock Purdy, man. I'm excited to see him. And, uh, man, oh, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So, Nick Bosa, you said your one word was ecstatic with him, man. Like, you know, I was. it's funny because I was listening to Mike Tomlin's press conference about the Niners and the Steelers and this matchup, and, you know, he, he kind of gives he, – he basically answers all any questions you might have before the media def- – before they ask it. You know, like he goes in and he gives his take – Basically, I know what you're going to ask. I'm going to tell you before you ask it. And so I'm sure that probably and, – and there's, there's quite a few that are just completely lost in the game and, and as media personnel, and they'll ask those same questions that he just gave you the answers to because they got to feel like they got to have something, got to say something. But anyways, he was talking about how – he said, yes, we are preparing as if Nick Bosa is going to play. We've been in this situation before with T.J. Watt, and you know when you have a guy of that magnitude, of that caliber – you got to prepare for him, you know, because he's such a game changer. You don't want to go in blindly like, well, we don't have to spend extra time getting ready for a man who is one of the best pass rushers in in recent history and, and be caught off guard. So he was like, yes, we are preparing for him. He was like, when we had this situation with T.J. Watt years ago, we got it done in the last hour. T.J. Watt played, and T.J. Watt was T.J. Watt. So you're ecstatic. Nick Bosa has signed a five-year $170 million contract, 122.5 of that is guaranteed. $122.5 million guaranteed, man. Uh, when did you find out that Nick Bosa resigned and, 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 and this holdout is over and he would definitely be suiting up for week one against so, the Steelers? So clearly I'm not as perceptive as Mike Tomlin as far as what questions you're going to ask me. <laughs> that said, I was prepared to tell you when we got into this interview yeah. that uh, I know you're a consummate professional, but Appreciate I would give you my permission to keep an eye on your phone to see if Bosa signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I didn't know that until about maybe a half hour before we get on the phone. Mm-hmm. Now that I know that, I'm ecstatic uh, as far as the, the guaranteed money and that type of thing. Um, and I I think I've told you this before. I'm, I'm kind of childish, for lack of a better word, in that I know a lot of people will disagree with those type of figures mm-hmm. and that type of thing. In, in, a, in a different vein, similar to Colin Kaepernick, where people just wanted to talk about him taking a knee. Yeah, 
I didn't agree with any of that, but I, you know what, Corey, in both, in both instances, and again, this is going to sound very childish. I, I, I just want to watch my team play every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And I want to put that other stuff in the rearview mirror. I don't want to get into it. And, and, you know, it is what it is. And let's win some football games. Yeah. And, and, you know, you got to think in that scenario too, like you said, whether it's Kaepernick, uh, you know, more so in this current situation, we're talking about Bosa, you know, coaches feel the same way. We, we try to, we, we know the situation in house and what's going on. We're tired of being asked, and 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 that's why Tomlin came out and and we know you're going to ask me about Nick Bosa. You're going to ask me is he are you are you preparing to play against him? Do you think he'll be? Look, we're, we're going to go in as if he is until he's ruled out. You know, like you got to be prepared for everything. Like he is a member of the 49ers roster until he is completely ruled out. Then we we're gonna prepare because, like I said, Nick Bosa is one of the best to do it. So, uh, you know, like it, I it, told you, like I told you, your coach is more perceptive than man. I am. I, I love that guy, man. We will talk about him for sure. Like I love Mike Tomlin. He's my favorite coach, man. He and Greg Popovich are my dudes. And um, you know, but it was it was funny. I mean, as I'm listening to Mike Tomlin's conference, he talk he's talking about Nick Bosa, and then I get the notification. Nick Bosa resigns, breaking news. You know, five year, one hundred seven million dollars. Like as I'm listening to the, to the press conference where he just spoke on the situation, that's when I received notification that he that, that Nick Bosa has has rejoined and, and is ready to suit up, man. So I'm excited. Um, obviously, as a Steelers fan, I'm like, Ugh. you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, you know, hey, you know, you, you you go with. I mean, like I said, I wasn't thinking like man i hope he doesn't play nothing like that because you want the best of the best you know kittle i know he has a growing situation going on i'm um, not sure what what that's going to entail i just I, and george kills one of my favorite players so i never want him, i never want anybody to get hurt but you know kittle's one of my favorite players so man, i'm hoping he gets healthy and there's the, he remember he had that growing injury going into last year you remember that he missed the first two games and it's a groin injury a lot of the time man i don't I don't know what it is, man. I just hope he hope he doesn't. This isn't a lingering itch, uh, situation. Nah, he'll he'll be all right. He'll all right, be all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, I don't know that he'll play on Sunday, but you know I know I, I know Bosa will. Bosa will definitely indeed suit up, be ready against the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, on Fox on Sunday, man. So as we take a short break, listen to a few of our sponsors. We're gonna come back and then dive specifically into this matchup and kind of a few things where these two franchises are more similar than you may realize. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center. 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, continuing this conversation with my guy, Rex Ruiz, as we talk 49ers and Steelers week one, man. So before we talk about the comparisons of these two franchises, what was your initial reaction when you when the schedule was released and it's like week one, San Francisco 49ers 
are going to play in Pittsburgh against my Steelers. What was your initial reaction when that schedule was released, man? I said, oh, my poor friend Corey. <laughs> What's he going to do? Oh, man. Those of you that don't know, like, I love the Niners, love the Steelers. Like, I'm telling you, like, this is to the point where in my CBS Sports app, the ESPN app, you can do favorites. You know, you can click your favorite teams. That way you get any news, score updates about those franchises that you follow. I have both the Pittsburgh Steelers and San Francisco 49ers. Like, I, I'm telling you, like, this is a big, this is a big deal for me. And so, um, you know, man, like I said, yeah, this is a bittersweet moment here on the sweet spot. But uh, I'm, I'm excited nonetheless. And we know it's going to be an amazing matchup regardless. So, you know, when I talk about Pittsburgh and San Francisco, I call this segment two alike. We have two franchises, TWO, and they're two alike, TOO. And some of the similarities that they share. So we have two of the most winning franchises in NFL history. Pittsburgh has six Super Bowls. San Francisco has five. Former players, Quan Alexander is with the Steelers now. He played with the Niners in 2019-2020. Current Niner Javon Hargrave was a former Steeler 2016-2019, and that's a huge deal. You know that's that's a huge deal the Niners picked up Javon Hargrave. we got second-year quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett, 2022, first-round pick. Brock Purdy, 2022 seven-round pick. You know, two historic defenses. When you think Steelers, when you think 49ers, the first thing you think is defense. And I'm a defensive guy. I love defense. I coach and lead basketball. The Wiregrass Kings, man, I love my guys. Excited as we prepare to start here in a few weeks. They know. First thing, if, if I can't trust you defensively, you're not on the court. I take more pride in shutting the other team down than scoring on them. We need let's, – let's be defense first, you know. So – one more thing, and this is my favorite, two of the best coaches in the NFL, Mike Tomlin with Pittsburgh, Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers. Man, some of those things that I shared, and I know you probably may have another similarity with those two franchises, but, man, just give, just give me your thought as I shared some of those nuggets with Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Well, the first, the first thought is the rings. You know, yeah. there's not, you know couple franchises you can put together than us that have that many rings mm-hmm. you know um, which is huge yeah which is yeah. huge it's tradition um as far as the the current teams yeah i'm i'm, I'm a little worried about sunday hmm. um I, I watched uh a lot of your team last year and yeah. i fell in love with pickett yeah and yeah he, he's he's got better and better and then you've got Najee Harris, who runs like a man-child mm-hmm. and in a very good defense. And, uh, you know, a huge home home field advantage playing in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So we got our work cut out for it. So if I had my druthers, I wouldn't have wanted to open up against y'all in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's not, you know, I've been working on scheduling with the Wiregrass Kings. And, and, you know, I'm trying to balance the schedule as far as, okay, you know, obviously when you start, you know, you want to have some games where, you know, as the team gets gets their feet wet and builds confidence. You know, like, but for the NFL, like, the Steelers, Niners, week one, like, like obviously for a for an NFL fan, even if you don't like the two franchises, like, man, that's a matchup I can't miss. You know, like, that's one of those, if you don't care for either team, you want to watch that game because that's something serious. And, and, and this is probably going to be a low-scoring game. You know, uh, neither team will probably score more than 20. I mean, the Niners only – Gave up twenty points twice last year. That was to the Chiefs and the Falcons, and against the and I know against Falcons they had three turnovers. You know, so um, 
this is going to be a clash, defensive battle. Now, with that being said, there are also some studs on the offensive end for both sides. You mentioned Harris. You mentioned Kenny Pickett. You know, I'm I'm a little more apprehensive of starting rookie quarterbacks. That's why. Now, Kenny Pickett was in my top three. Every year I do uh, take three QBs from the draft. Like if my team were to take one, which top three quarterbacks do I like? And Kenny Pickett was in that top three along with Matt Carroll and Sam Howell. Sam Howell is now starting with the, with the Washington Commanders. So, um, you know, Kenny Pickett is somebody I like, but I just don't like starting rookie quarterbacks. But here it was. Pickett started as a rookie. Purdy became the starter as a rookie also. And they both won over some fan, you know, kind of just fan respect and coaches respect. You know, Kenny Pickett was voted as captain as well recently. So, you know, we talk about defense and how great these two defenses are are and have been historically offensively there's some some studs also so Mike Tomlin who we just talked about Kyle Shanahan how great these two guys are how well respected they are in the NFL community and how much respect they have one for another listen to what Mike Tomlin had to say about the 49ers and some of the playmakers they have starting on the offensive side of the ball man I think it just starts with Christian McCaffrey man we just got to respect the dynamic playmaking ability that he has both in the running game and in the passing game um, is very evident how, signific- how significant his, his addition has been for them. I think prior to his addition, they were averaging 20 points a game. With him in 2022, they averaged 30 points a game. And so 10 points with the addition of one man. Um, he's dynamic in the run game. He's dynamic in the passing game. We better be really careful about being matched up against him in space. Um, he's a one-on-one space winner. They have a lot of one-on-one space winners, man. Uh, he might be the most dynamic one-on-one space winner at running back in the NFL. Kittles might be that at tight end. Debo Samuels might be that at receiver. Their run-after ability um, with their offensive eligibles is really impressive. <sighs> what do you think, man? What do you think as you hear Coach Tomlin speak on those space winners, as he called them, for the 49ers? Well, I think I think he's absolutely correct, and they didn't give him enough airtime because <laughs> there's some more guys that came to mind. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, my, like my, my very favorite going into this year because he's just, from all I've read, and we'll see on Sunday, has improved vastly, which he didn't really need to improve that much, is uh, Mr. Ayuk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and yeah. Uh, you know, Corey, when when we are in this house on Sunday, uh, no matter where you are in the house, you'll hear a lot of "Are you?" <laughs> That's good. To where my wife Tess knows what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Sunday, baby. Man, you know when the Niners selected Ayuk. It was someone I was familiar with, even though he's West Coast here in Alabama. Like, man, I love Herm Edwards. So, you know, I've been familiar with uh, some of those West Coast players also. And so when the Niners selected him, I was like, yes, sir. Like, this dude is a baller, man. He is absolutely – you're right. You're right. And so, like, there obviously there's other players, you know, you can throw in there also that that are playmakers on both sides uh, that may not get the press as some of the stars do. But, um, you know, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And just just with, with Mike Tomlin and what he, and what he said, you know, McCaffrey's probably the number one space winner at his position. Same for Debo Samuel at receiver. Same for George Kittle at tight end. Like that's saying a whole lot from their 
you know, skill set and their ability. And, you know, we didn't play the rest of that press conference, but if you go back and listen to it, he spoke highly of Kyle Shanahan as well and how, you know, his design of getting these guys open. And, like, and, and me and Chris talk about it all the time, Chris Lewis. We talk about it all the time. It's like when their players catch the ball, they are absolutely wide open when they catch. Like, it's amazing the amount of separation he's able to create in his play call design to give these guys as much space and they're one of the best when it comes to yard after catch because he just has an amazing You know something, Corey, Corey, I gotta interrupt you for just a split second because you just you just opened my eyes to something. Yeah. So when they're getting the ball that wide open, guess what? Most quarterbacks can get it to them. Yeah. Brock Purdy is our man and I love him, but I'm just yeah. saying and you know, God forbid he's not there. Darnold could do it. Yeah, yeah. Allen yeah. could do it. Mm-hmm. You know that that's the that's the the, the brilliance of the Shanahan offense. And it, and it is. And and I'm glad you nailed that because we talked about it before. Like regardless of who the quarterback is, Garoppolo. And and that's another thing Tomlin mentioned. He's like Garoppolo, Lance, Purdy. Like it doesn't matter who the guy is. Darnold. He like as you just said. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Like that's that's a, a part of being a QB in Shanahan's offense is very QB friendly, as Mike Tomlin called it, because yeah. we you don't ask the quarterback to do too much, but just when the play is there, make the play. You know, it's a, it's a, a system. It's a system, man. You plug in the QB, you plug in the running back, and it seems like whoever the quarterback or running back is, they're going to have success. And you know that's that's kind of how I like to coach as well. You know, as if I was in it, if I was a football coach, I want to take and make it less pressure, you know, situations for the quarterback. Look, we may ask you to throw 20 to 25 game, 20 to 25 passes a game, but it's going to be two or three passes in that game where you got to make that pass, you know. But we're not going to ask you to sling it 40, 45 and expect you to be that guy. So, yeah, man, you got Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett, two second-year guys, man. This is super phenomenal. T.J. Watt on one end. You got uh, Nick Bosa. And, you know, you can go, we can go off forever with these guys. Minka Fitzpatrick, Hufanga. You got Fred Warner. Like, you got Alex Hosman. You got some studs, man. Greenlaw, no Greenlaw's your dude. I mean, this is I'm, – I'm excited, but I'm nervous at the same time. Like I said, it, I all, just, it, it all equates to a bunch of fun. Oh, boy. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Week one, San Francisco – Pittsburgh, it's coming, man. It's here. It's going to be a blast, man. A- am I invited to the Ruiz household? I don't want to invite myself, but that's exactly what I just did. Am I invited to come watch this game with you? Absolutely. Hey. You might have to sit in a different room, but that's you're cool. absolutely invited. Hey, that's no, cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm fun I'm with you. It, hey, it's it's not it's not cold enough to have chili, though. I know. That's why I, I wanted to give you your props as we started the show. But Which just I kinda, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, because it's the truth. I would, like I said, I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it, man. So I know it's not quite as cold, but man, like I said, I remember last year you sent that text and you was like, uh, "This Dothan weather is is, is, is is some chilly weather," and I was thinking like, okay, you know, when <laughs> you think when you think the word chilly, like, but you had I think you had like parentheses or you had a uh, like a. Uh, you know, quotation marks around the word chili. Yes, Ooh, oh, he he means chili. He's gonna make his T Rex chili. Like it's cold temperature wise, but yeah, man, dude, I love your chili. So when it does, like I'm not a, 
I've I've grown to like the cold more than the heat. This this summer Alabama heat has been unbearable last few years, so I've grown to like the cold weather. But I know one of the pluses when we do get to winter, uh, T Rex Chili is on deck for sure. So I'm excited, man. Rex Ruiz, appreciate you, man. Rex Ruiz, my hey. guy from Sherman Oaks, California, San Francisco, Pittsburgh. It's going down. Let's do this, bro. Corey, I appreciate you more than you know. Uh, you're my brother. I love you. All right. Thank you again for the opportunity to share my thoughts about my team. And uh, we'll see what happens Sunday, baby. We will indeed. I love you too. Love you too, Tess. And uh, NFL season week one. Here we go. And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.